1: Talk Show Recorded Live And welcome to episode 329 of the Michigan Sports Truth Post Game Edition on Talk Show. I'm Taylor Phillips. Follow me on Twitter at dt2phillips, like the Michigan Sports Truth Facebook page and share it and join its Facebook group. Tigers beat the Yankees 10 to 6, but not with not without three brawls earlier yesterday. This is a very, very, very late post game. I'm doing two, two post game editions here. The important thing is, Talk Shoes live recorder, live recording contingency is back up and running again.
0: Tigers win 1, Indians win 1, but here's the here's the more important thing. This whole This whole brawl began when
1: Michael Fulmer Plunk Gary Sanchez and Gary Sanchez didn't like it and both dugouts were warned.
0: Joe Girardi blames
1: Michael Fulmer for hitting for what he thought was an intentional plunk. But Brad Osmus made the excuse and Michael Fulmer's finger was feeling a bit numb. One of his fingers was, was feeling numb. I, I, I don't know which one is true really, but uh, if Fulmer's finger, finger was feeling numb, he should go see a doctor, period. And, he should be put on the 10-day disabled list.
0: And Tommy Conley decided to throw a pitch behind
1: Miguel Cabrera, and he get, got ejected. And Joe Girardi got ejected for arguing that case, too. Both deserved it, understandably, but Right after that, Miguel Cabrera and Yankees catcher Austin
0: Romine were jawing at it. And, um... Man. Cabrera...
1: The guy who, who has had a history of getting arrested for a DUI and getting arrested for domestic violence by being his wife at least one time threw the first push and then he threw the first punch, push and then punch, to Austin Romine. And Austin Romine tried to defend himself clearly, tried to wrestle Cabrera down, tried to calm him down.
0: Romine didn't have any choice but to fight for himself. He had to defend himself the hard way. And Nick Castellanos got involved. And then later,
1: James McCann got drilled in the head. He was staying down, but he would somehow stay in the game and then hit a home run in the bottom of the eighth inning to, to put an insurance run on the board for the Tigers as they would win 10-6. to 6. That made it 10-6. to 6. And, the next, and then after that, in the top of the eighth inning, Alex Wilson plus new coming Yankee Todd Frazier, a second baseman, from the Chicago White Sox, and Alex Wilson got ejected. Justin Verlander, in that brawl, went, went after one of the Yankees players, hitting coach Lloyd McClendon.
0: to hold Verlander back, and then after that,
1: Victor Martinez and Justin Verlander got into a heated argument with Nick Castellanos, making it a threesome. And Justin Verlander and Nick Castellanos, it looked like both Verlander and Castellanos were going were siding were siding against Victor Martinez. Victor tried to speak with reason, and Justin Verlander flipped him off. And Victor tried to go after him, but was held back by Nick Castellanos. Justin Verlander's showing disrespect, and Verlander and Cabrera, at 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 separate times and separate individual times, were showing disrespect to not only the enemies. Uh, to the opponents, but to their teammates. Miguel Cabrera is showing disrespect, total disrespect to Yankees catcher Austin Romine when Austin Romine tried to defend himself in both ways, verbally and physically. And then Justin Verlander did nothing but disrespect Victor Martinez. As usually arrogant as Victor Martinez is to the fans, but or used to, be to the, used to be arrogant to the fans, Victor Martinez actually had a case. Victor Martinez was trying to play Peacemaker, and Justin Verlander was, was playing Instigator. And not only that, Verlander wanted to pick a fight with one, of, with one of the Yankee players. Not cool, no reason for it, not right, not good. Both Miguel Cabrera and Justin Verlander stepped over the line at separate and individual times. But Justin Verlander was thankfully held back in time before he could even escalate with anybody.
0: Miguel Cabrera,
1: for starting that physical fight, however, with Austin Romine, should be suspended at least 5 to 10 games. Maybe 20 or 30, but that would be a little bit too extreme. But no less than 5 to 10 games, that would be at
0: least fair enough. At least 5 to 10 games would be fair enough for me.
1: Now Miguel Cabrera is aging as as far as his ball playing performance is concerned, but that's another thing. That's one thing. His actions towards Austin Romine is another, and is way worse. And that that is just completely classless to the game of baseball.
0: And MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred is not going to tolerate it.
1: So that's it. Both the Tigers and the Yankees have to move on from each other without each of their just each of their suspended players. Possibly Miguel Cabrera and Austin Romine, and maybe Gary Sanchez as well, and Nick Castellanos. Maybe even Nick Castellanos, but only God knows who else. But man.
0: But the Tigers. That being said, play
1: to play in Chicago, the South Side of Chicago against the White Sox Friday night. Justin Verlander, who clearly didn't even get into a fight, but tried. But even though he tried to. He will start Friday night.
0: He's got to continue his uh,
1: up-to-no-hit performance so he can continue being trade bait. The Houston Astros are still showing interest in Justin Verlander. He will duel on the mound against Chicago's
0: Miguel Gonzalez. First pitch time is set for
1: 8-10. That's going to be on Fox Sports Detroit, of course. And, of course, the Lions, preseason week three in the NFL 2017, will play at Ford Field against the defending Super Bowl champion New England Patriots. Back to the starting pitching matchup, Verlander, 9-8, and eight, 396 ERA. Miguel Gonzalez, 7-10. and 10. 444 ERA. I, get, I need to dig up the whips real quick. First off, with Justin Verlander,
0: the, one of the pricks on this team, careless pricks on this team, a 131 whip. Then on the flip side of the matchup, Miguel Gonzalez's whip is one forty seven. And then at seven ten, we've got Buck Farmer going up against Carlos Rodon. Carlos Rodon.
1: That will not be on national cable or broadcast TV. That's just going to be on regional cable or satellite, FSD. And then at 210, Matt Boyd against what is it, Lucas Giolito. Giolito has a 100 width, a 600 ERA, and an 0 one record. Seems like a young guy, Matt Boyd, five and seven, only lasted two innings his last time up. He's going to be, he's going to be somewhat worse, six twenty four ERA and a one seventy five WHIP. That's that's the upcoming three game series at Guaranteed Rate Field in the south side of Chicago, and then the Tigers head to Coors Field to take on the Colorado Rockies, Monday and Tuesday, eight forty, Wednesday at three ten. Tigers have next Thursday off before heading back home to take on the Indians in a four game set starting with a, a September 1st, Friday doubleheader. Saturday at 6 10, Sunday at 110.
0: Then they play the Royals
1: from the 4th through the 6th. September 4th is the Labor Day at 110, 5th and 6th the other, the last two games, both at 7-10 before another Thursday off. And they go to Rogers Center and play the Blue Jays in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Then then they go to Progressive Field and they play the Indians. The rest of the schedule is there on tigers.com and mlb.com.
0: That's all the material
1: I have for this episode, for episode 329 of the Michigan Sports Truth Postgame Game Edition on TalkShoe. Follow me on Twitter at DT2Phillips, like the Michigan Sports Truth Facebook page, and join its Facebook group. Talk to you later tonight on episode 330 as Louis Tenor makes his return as my national sports reporter. TTFN, ta for now, bon appétit. With the Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.